0: Well, I trust you're doing okay, or at least you're on the upswing. If you've had a rough week, it's a new week. It's a new day. Jesus said every day has enough trouble of its own. Isn't that true? We don't have to look for trouble, do we? It's a abounds. It abounds so much. But all through the, the scripture, we find passages that will encourage us how to live in this world. We know this is not heaven. How many would say amen to that? But we're still to rejoice. We're still to have a pur- a purpose. We belong to Him, and when that is taken care of, we know that Jesus lives. Lives in my heart. Things on the outside in the world run its course. People's have its trials. We can rejoice. Isaiah was one of the prophets. I'm going to look at a few verses that he he penned under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. This is ancient history. or This is the Old Testament. I believe that all scripture is inspired by God. Profitable for teaching and correction. That the man of God may be equipped for every good work. God didn't leave us here with nothing. He gave us his word. I'm so thankful. We dive in at 40, the 41st chapter of Isaiah. A little bit about Isaiah. A little bit about him. He is known as a an evangelical prophet because he wrote so much about the coming of the Lord, the coming of the Savior, the first coming. He prophesied about, especially we read in... Uh, Isaiah 53 about the Lord Jesus who knows all about sorrow knows all about pain knows all about rejection and he suffered for you and I so that we could be healed healing is more than physical healing has to do with the whole the whole beings body soul and spirit and so my 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 soul my body The part of me that's going to go to be with God someday, that is the most important. Your spirit that he gives to you to to operate can also bear witness. His spirit bears witness with our spirit that we we are chimed together. We are intertwined. And so that happens when you recognize, I need Jesus. I can't save myself. I recognize I need to humble myself and ask the Lord to come into my life. And he will. So Isaiah, he's, he's one of those major prophets. Major. He wrote a lot. But we're going to take a portion. And we start at verse 8, 40, 41st chapter of Isaiah, reading this. You, but you, Israel, my servant. Jacob, whom I have chosen, we understand. Jacob wrestled with with God. He wrestled with an angel. Remember that story. He wrestled. He was afraid for his life. He was afraid because of his brother Esau. He had deceived the the birthright. He, he hadn't seen he hadn't saw Esau for many years, and Esau was coming with a with 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 a group of people with a family. and Oh, Jacob's. but God touched Jacob and he, he touched him in such a way that he would remember he limped from then on he limped but he could remember that God changed his name that day from Jacob to Israel descendant of Abraham my friend my friend Abraham was a friend to God. To whom I have taken from the ends of the earth and called from its remotest parts and said to you, you are my servant, I have chosen you and not rejected you. Do not fear. For I am with you. Number one. Why should we fear? To whom should we fear? Or what should we fear? Proverbs said, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. There is a healthy fear, and there is an unhealthy fear. The healthy fear is that we fear who God, we fear we we, we revere him. He's God. I'm just a man. He could strike me any moment. He wants to. He's in heaven. I'm on the earth. He's above me. I can't even imagine. He's able to do far beyond what I can even think. I need to fear him because he's my maker. And he's my future, and he's the one who will help me. When I trust in him, don't be anxious. Look about you. Don't become anxious. What is he saying? Don't take your eyes off me. Don't look about you. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely my up my. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Behold, verse 11. Behold all those who are angered at you, notice all those who are angered at you will be dis, will be ashamed. Will be shamed and dishonored. Those who contend with you will be as nothing and will perish. You will seek those who quarrel with you, but will not find them. Those who war with you will be as nothing and non-existent. For I am the Lord, your God, who upholds your right hand, who says to you, do not fear, I will help you. Isn't that a great portion of God's word? Us speak, speaking specifically to the Israel nation. But I, I believe the word of God is living and active and that we can apply this word to your situation where you're at today, right now, in this, this very moment. This word of God is applicable to us today. I want to talk a little bit about fear. I mean, the unhealthy side, the unhealthy part of it. A little bit of that, and we'll go back into the healthy part of it. Unhealthy fear has to do with taking your eyes off the Lord and putting your eyes only on the bad stuff. Or you begin to dwell, you begin to sink like Peter when he took his eyes off the Lord when he saw the waves, it, he began to think this couldn't be happening. This is not. This is beyond me. The enemy wants to get us into a place where we begin to doubt. And he deceives anyone he can, if he can, and he tries, and he, that's, his, that's his character. The Bible says that the devil is the chief of liars. He's the accuser of the brethren. And In other words, he, if he can find anything he can uncover, to bring up from your past, even if it's been placed under the blood, he will try to come back with it and say, well, look at this, look at this. And dig out. That's the enemy. That's how he works. Young David stood against the giant Goliath in the name of the Lord. All the other soldiers were afraid they were... This guy is too big. He's just just a monster. He's over nine foot tall. His spear is like it says a weaver's beam. I'm not sure, but I could imagine it was yay big. Huge. And he'd come out and taunt. He would taunt. He would put down the Israel nation. He would put down the things of God. God's people were being suppressed. But something rose up. Something rose up in the heart of David. And God had been bringing David from one level to the next. David had become an expert with a slingshot. A slingshot. I mean, probably the one you whirled like this. Not the ones I used to use in my old childhood days. This. This. knew how to flick it and hit the bark. And he says, you come with me with, with sticks. The enemy, Goliath. Send this little boy. I'm going to tear you up and feed you to the birds. That's the voice of the enemy. You're no good. You have always been rotten. And I taught you. But he says he's chosen us. The Lord has called us out to be a nation to be his people, to be his hands, his feet, to be his instruments, to be his voice. Even as John the Baptist was a voice crying out in the wilderness, men and women began to rally around him. Why? Because they were getting something they needed. They needed to hear the way to the Lord. They needed to hear how they could be saved. They needed to know how they could be changed. They needed to know how they could be forgiven. And that's exactly what the Lord is into in our day, in our moment, in our situation. And the enemy would get us to fear so that we would stop being a voice. But look at these verses. You'll hear the verse in 1 John 4, 18 it reads this way. There's no fear in love. Love casts out fear because fear involves punishment. And the one who fears is not perfected in love. In other words, love love is God. God's love, is it's not mushy. It's, it has to do with unconditional God. We love, because for God so loved us, for God so loved us, he gave us his only begotten son, the love of God goes beyond the, the human type of love. God's love is that which pushes away darkness, begins to push back the enemy. How are we to live in this world? Hmm. Have you ever found it hard to love some people? I mean, have you ever been challenged? Well, maybe one of you. I bet you all you have somewhere, some way along the line. You've been trying to love, trying to show love, trying to be strong. And that sometimes you just wanna. Elijah, remember that guy. Called fire down from God. The next chapter or two, he's in the he's in the cave, afraid. What happened? Well, we know an evil woman named Jezebel in the Bible was out to destroy him. He was one of the prophets. I just felt so all alone, so desperate, so just wanted to die. But I'm here to remind us again that God's love goes beyond our natural. In fact, Jesus said you need to love your enemies. How do we do that? We love our enemies? Well, he said, pray for your enemies. You find if I found if I pray for my enemies, I gotta humble myself. Right? I gotta put my feeling aside. When I pray for my enemies, I, I gotta stop thinking about what they could do to me, and I gotta start thinking about what God can do to them. Can can we believe for a moment that God is interested in in the in the lost people around the world. Can we just believe for a moment? God, God God's heart aches for the for the lost, the deceived, the those who have been a, a victim, a victim. Remember always people are not the enemy. Satan is the enemy. And he deceives if he can. Fear involves plenty. that kind of fear. that shrinks back. Like Elijah, he was—he was—he was in a desperate position, desperate place. But something happened in that story, because God did just well I'll just leave him wallowing in his self-pity. I'll just leave him. He deserves it after all. No, He sent an angel. He sent an angel nudged him, encouraged him. He said, Elijah, you need to eat this because where you're going to go, you're going to need the strength of this food to get to where you're going. Come on. There are people around us in this world that need some encouragement. There are battle-worn soldiers of the cross who need the encouragement of Jesus Christ. There are brothers and sisters that you and I work side by side or in the, we're in the community together, we're, we're on the same team that we need to encourage one another because the enemy, if he can get us to stop living, get us to stop uh, reaching out, he would, he would just love to silence our, our voice if he can and he would try to uh, get us to be afraid so that we just stay home and don't go anywhere and just, you know, we're fine. That's not God's plan, is it? Remember those guys that spied the Canaan land? Remember that story about 10 spies? Before they got to Canaan land, that Moses sent 10 folks. It's in Numbers 13, 33 verse there. It says something like this. It says, we became like grasshoppers, in our own sight, and so we were in their in 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 their sight. We were like grasshopper, but he what he was saying these these guys that lived in that Canaan they're big, they're tall, they're strong. We're no match, and because of their report. Joshua and Caleb, they had a positive. We can take them with the Lord's help. The place is loaded with produce. Grapes, they brought back a sample. It was just the best. But no. Because of the others, it brought down the whole team. It brought down the... the whole basket of people. We can't do it. And they wandered. (laughs) Right? You know that story? They wandered from then on for the next 40 years. Around circles, in the desert places, God kept them going. God was faithful. But they never, they, they lost out because they, they didn't have the strength. They, were, they, they began to look at the exterior. They began to look at the things that couldn't be done. They took their eyes off the Lord. And Isaiah is saying to us, don't fear. I am with you. Don't anxiously look about you for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. God's hand is righteous. God's hand is not too short. We cannot save. God's hand provides. God's hand guides us. God's hand protects us. God's hand begins to open locked doors, begins to push back the enemy's attempts to destroy the work of God. The key is this. In order to be strong in the Lord, we need his word. We need to know his word. We need to keep it in our hearts. I want to go to a portion of scriptures that has to do with a, trans, a transitioning, with a transitioning of leadership. It was from when Moses' leadership came to an end. And Moses, you know, we won't have time to go into all what Moses. Moses started out kind of rough. It was a little, it was a little rough. You, you remember, he 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 got angry. He he took things in his own hands, and he stood up for his his brother that was being uh, you know he he witnessed you know someone someone killed one of his his own, and he went back for revenge, and and then he had he had this. Terrible guilt, and of course he was afraid for his own life, and he ran and hid. He ran and hit. and for many years, Moses is just just away from everything and everybody, and he, he's all alone. And then God, God speaks to Moses, and God begins to reason with Moses, and God begins to call Moses, and and Moses begins to argue with God, and 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 I I just can, I can just see myself, uh, you know, struggling. The struggle that he had. You've got the wrong guy. Get my brother. Why is it? Yeah, I won't go there. It's like our struggle often is more inward. Internal, internal things. Our heart and mind, our self-worth, our self. And if, if that's surrender to the Lord, then we get squared up. We get squared up. You are, you are valuable. The Lord shed His blood for you. I am. Because of God, I am able. Because of God, well, that's a lot of story. Moses will leave. He, he's he he got better. Moses grew in the Lord. Unbelievable things that God used that man. But now Joshua has been faithful. He's one of the ten that came back with the positive report. We can take we can take these people. But Joshua. Uh, No doubt he's thinking, I have huge shoes to fill. But God begins to encourage Joshua chapter 1, verse 5. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of, of your life. Just as I have been with you been with Moses I will be with you just as I have demonstrated to Moses over and over again when Moses did not know what to do when the Red Sea was before him and the enemy was coming, the Egyptians were coming to take him back. The people were afraid. Moses Turn to God. What do you do when you're afraid? Cry out to God. Cry out to God. And God came and blew that Red Sea. They parted. And they walked across. They probably almost ran. He hurried across. And the Egyptian army kept falling, kept pursuing. Them. You know, God just said, This is enough. You're done. Close the waters over them. My prayer today is that God would silence the enemy, silence the accuser. You know, it's really troubling if you've been falsely accused of something, isn't it? If you've ever had that happen, or if you've been put in a box or you've been labeled. Listen, God is your refuge, and God knows your heart, and no one. No one unless you let them can take that away from you. God knows where you're at. He hasn't forgotten about you. In fact, he is proud. You're you're his son or you're his daughter. And he's placed you in a position where you will have influence. And you will be a light. And so Joshua is entering into this ministry of leading this nation, Israel. He needed to hear these words again. Just as I have been with Moses, I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous. Be strong and courageous. Those words keep ringing in our hearts even today. Be strong and courageous, for you will give this people possession of the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Notice he keeps repeating, be strong. And we read... Only, only as we're only as strong we read in other places in the Bible that we're only as strong as much as the lord is in us we're only as strong as we allow we're only we're only going to do all things only through Christ who strengthens us you know i can get angry i can get upset in my in my my own natural, but it's not going to do anything, really, it might stir me to a place where I need to get more serious about things, but the enemy is only going to be pushed back by the power of God. Amen? And so it's his battle. It's his. And so we read, How do we be strong? Joshua 1:8. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, then you will have success. Oh, my goodness. What is success? To one person is not necessarily success to another person. What is God's God's definition of success? I wish we could just kind of talk about that for a while. Think about it. You just said something. If it does, What does it profit if you gain the whole world but you lose your soul? Well, that's not very successful in the eternal realm, is it? I really believe what God is saying, to what, it was, what God is success, you're, 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 you're on your way to success when number one, you understand who God is. The beginning, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So number one, my success begins when I say, oh, no wonder. I've been trying to do it on my own. and I haven't been calling on you. But from this day forward, I'm going to call on your name. I'm going to pray before I go into my day. I'm going to ask the Lord that you will be my keeper. That you will be my guide. That you, will be, you will give the words. And that the courage... That I have is not coming from something I mustered up in my own strength, but in fact, it comes from the living God that lives in us. Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of the Lord. Did you know in the Old Testament that the Spirit of the Lord would come on people and they would prophesy or speak, speak things for God? And one comes to mind. He was a bit of a rascal. His name was Samson. It's a great read in the book of Judges. Samson was supernaturally empowered. Tore out gates that were massive amounts of weight and just tore them out and run up a hill so many miles because he was a little upset. But the sad thing with Samson is to begin to flirt with the world and flirt with lies and begin to buy in. A little bit of pride begin to rise up and he found himself being bound. And they found his secret to his his, his strength, which was his hair, was a was a vow that he had with the Lord. Samson didn't realize one of the saddest things is he thought he could up and get up and destroy the enemy. But he did not know the Lord had departed from him. What does it mean? In other words, God took His blessing off. Oh, he withdrew. He says, "Samson, you want to do it in your own strength? Be fine. Go ahead." Now Samson learned. He got his revenge. God strengthened him one more time his eyes were gouged out he was made a made fun of, made a, a slave made they, sport of him made jokes accused him. But this doesn't end with does it. that enemy is out today accusing the brother. And you and I together today need to stick up, stay stay true, stand up for one another, pray for one another, be encouragers one to another. And we ended up with some of the thoughts that the Lord has us. The Lord has us. He said, I have you by, by my hand. I have you in spite of what you have heard, in spite of what people are saying to you or about you. Verse 13, the text we read, Isaiah 41. For I am the Lord your God who upholds your right hand, who says to you, do not fear, I will help you. And if we know that the Lord has our hand, we can rest at night. We can trust that our future is going to be bright with the things that God has for us. And we conclude with this, a beautiful passage from Romans eight twenty-eight: All things work together. Come up, Ethan, again, if you will, begin to prepare yourself. We'll come back to another song that we did earlier. All things work together for good. Now we have to understand the rest of the verse. They work for good to those who love God or are called according to His purposes. Our first and foremost calling is this. Love God. Love God with all your heart all your strength, all your soul. If the enemy would try to get at us, he would try to get at us to quit loving God. Just give up a little bit. Just begin to coast. It's we kind of get busy with life, and you know, God's on the back shelf. That's where a lot of people at are at in our world. And you and I want to encourage people that God is a God of the living. Let's let sing this one more time as our benediction for song of this. Think about our Lord one more time again. Amen.